And here are our favorite jazz songs from the 90s. Ronald, hit him with that tape. Welcome back to the Van Life Diaries, episode two. You may have noticed we now have a name for our podcast, The Van Life Diaries. This is the Van Life Diaries. That's the name of the podcast. We felt like it was a good name <laughs> to represent what what this is. Just us explaining what it's like to live in a van full time. Yes. What are we talking about today, Doug? <laughs> Shut up with that. <laughs> So it's been a while. We apologize. We've been busy. Adjusting. Adjusting, living our lives, traveling. Getting new jobs. Getting new jobs. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's, we've been very busy, and we appreciate everyone that's been listening to our first episode. And we are back. And today, we are going to talk about traveling with a kimped. And for those that don't know, Haley, what's a kempt? A kempt is what we call the love of our life, Fiona. She's the only kempt that's out there. Um, you may not call your cats kemps. It's copyrighted. <laughs> Just kidding. But it's... A very interesting subject being on the road with a cat because I feel like it's not something very common. A lot of people bring their dogs and those dogs can go out on trails and hike and be out. And I, we have a very small cat, so we're very protective of birds or wildlife that might want to snatch her up. So it's a very interesting thing that we have to to handle each day in our van. A lot of people want to open all the doors and and all that, and we're a little bit more limited, but that's okay. Definitely. So before we, we jump into the episode here, I guess we are, we've already jumped in. We're here. I'm nervous. It's been a while since I've been on the mic, but a little bit about Fiona. Fiona is a tortoise shell camped um also known as a tortie her personality is known as tortitude she is very spunky she is very outgoing she is very loving she is five years old anything else you guys she's the best one though she's the best cat she loves the breezes she loves the sunshine she might not sound that special to you guys but to us She's the best. She's very tiny and she's very lovable and she has a big old personality and she wakes us up very early in the mornings. But yeah, right now she's grooming herself in the breeze. It's pretty cute. So that's all I have, Doug. Back to you. We are currently out in the middle of the forest right outside Mount Rainier National Park. 
It's beautiful. So just imagine the beautiful forest. Frogs. I'm just hearing <laughs> a lot of frogs right now. It's very nice. Very frogs, calming. ghosts, all sorts of scary things. <laughs> and Fiona is just chilling, licking herself and looking outside. So the first thing that I think a lot of people ask us. And maybe we ask ourselves is this. Why did we bring a cat on the road? Oh, is that a question for me? Um, We can't live without her. And we wanted to live in a van. So it was just, there was no conversation about it. She's our family. She's coming into the van. So I just want to encourage you, if you have some kind of pet or child that you can't live without (laughs) and you want to live in a van and it's holding you back, just try. Just try it and see how it goes because, yeah, it's an adjustment and we don't have all of the freedoms that other people might have, but we also have our favorite creature on this earth living this lifestyle with us and we're always making sure she's okay, but it's so worth it. Like for our mental health, we would not want to do this alone. Totally. I think that's perfect. We brought her because we love her. She's part of our family. Also, I mean, we didn't have another choice. Like it's either she came with us or she, we or don't, we do, don't this. do this. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, you know, my mom has her own cat and Fiona doesn't get along well with other cats. So it was not an option to leave her. One, we would never want to do that. But even if like, we were like, hey, maybe we should do this for ourselves for a bit. We didn't have that option. We have no apartment at home. We don't have an apartment. We live in a van. And also we just didn't want to. Like we never even talked about it. She was just going to come on the road with us. And not only that, but we got rid of our homes And we went to Colorado to build the van. My dad has a lot of tools. We may have mentioned that before. So that was a great resource. And we just brought her with. It wasn't even discussed. She's our child. (laughs) She is all that we, she's she's what we love most in this world. So I I wouldn't want to do it without her. And there are some conveniences that we miss out on. But having her not with us is so much worse than like those conveniences being cut out of our lives. Definitely. So I have a whole bunch of questions here. So before we just ramble about how much we love Fiona, let's try to go through these because I think these are questions we get a lot. And we well, are just going to ramble about how much we love Okay. So one that I think that's super important, what was Fiona's life like before van life? Well, when I started dating Doug, he already had Fiona. So I can't speak entirely to what her life was like before, but I met her quite a few times. She was living in a home and being fed at the same time every day and sleeping on the same couch in the same location and When Doug and I started dating, we were both in different apartments. And we were bringing her back and forth during the pandemic. We were quarantined together and we were bringing her from my apartment to his apartment. And she was 
What? Some wild explosion What's just that? <laughs> We've been reading and listening to all these stories about you guys, why you should I'm never go to tonight. Mount Rainier. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to sleep. Good timing. Um, yeah. So big explosion. I felt it under my feet. <laughs> like that was alarming. Fiona heard it too. Yeah, she's she's protecting us by looking out the window, um, which won't protect us at all. But yeah, she was going in between each apartment and adapting really well to each apartment and each home she was in. She would just make herself a home. You know, she owns the place now. So that was her life before this. We knew she was very adaptable, would go with the flow. She loved being around us more than anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And she traveled really well. We brought her in the car, you know, to drive to visit my mom out an hour and a half away. And she was always really good in the car. So we were like, okay, we think she could do this. She seems to be okay when we drive, which is a huge part of it. Um, and Fiona, when she, when I adopted her, she was one, one little tiny year old, and before that, she was a, a stray, in the hard streets of Chicago. So she grew up a little badass. She's a bad bitch. She's a bad bad bitch. Cue that bad bitch Fiona music. bad bitch and then she did really good with traveling <laughs> and that was her life she was started off as a stray turned into a bougie little apartment cat with all the amenities all the nice gluten-free foods grain-free i just want to mention i just want to bring this up really quick that i was never a cat owner and i came into this kitty's life and like fell in love with her immediately but I want to say that she didn't have a water fountain and I Googled it and was Googling how to be a cat mom because I wanted to, I wanted to be a good cat mom and I didn't know what to do. So I Googled it and they said to get a fountain and then she got a fountain and she slurps it. She slurps it. She slurps it. So she, I think I improved your life with just that thing. You know, maybe she's a little annoyed with me sometimes, but I improved your life that way. Yeah, getting your cat to drink more water is super important. Cat fountain. We actually need to get a new pump. Um, it's more difficult on the road, but pro tip and something we'll cover in a later episode, Amazon drop boxes. Great way to get delivery. So this episode, we are sponsored by, not Amazon. Nobody. <laughs> but yeah. Buy from nobody because they'll help your life. Ding, 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 ding. Back to the show. So that's a little bit about Fiona. She is a little over five years old. She has the cutest butt. Cutest butt. She's got a little clipped ear. She's got green eyes. Everything that you could possibly love about a Kemp, she, she has. Okay, next question. And I think this is very important for those thinking about doing van life with a cat. How did our van build take Fiona into consideration? Great question. 
So we needed a place for a litter box, obviously. So we have a little drawer that some folks might use for pots and pans or a pantry, but we made it for camped. She's more important than pans and food. So we just have this pull-out drawer that has her litter box in it so we can pull it out when we have to empty it, but it has a hole on the front for her to come inside. Yeah, it's like a doggy door. It's just a kitty door. Yeah, so we had a little doggy door on there at first, and we ended up taking it off because it would get stuck. The litter box is a bit too big for it to swing. So well, it's, it's still just an on open... there. It's the, the the little flap we removed, but there is an opening. I think that's... Isn't well, yeah, that the, what a door is? A door is the door, <laughs> and the opening is the doorway, like a, an opening. So. <laughs> so it's great. She just goes right in. She has just as much space as her old's litter box because it's a fucking huge drawer shout out gavin hooking fiona up with the dopest little thing it's even got zebra wood on the outside so like she's rolling cool. into it she's like damn this thing looks cool i'm about to take some she's nice rolling up with her glass her sunglasses and shit <laughs> and it's super easy to clean because we just pull it out scoop it and then we're good and it's really holds the odor really well too i think because it's yeah i don't really ever opening. The only thing I notice that it's there, or the only time that I notice that it's there is when Fiona goes in and she starts scratching the walls and we can like hear in there and it's really cute. So, so I'm okay nice. with it. Um, so what else have we, so we have the um, litter box, which is like, come on, everybody. That's essential. You cannot just have a litter box sitting out in your van. We've seen a lot of other van lifers that have cats do some other creative things, but definitely like enclose it somewhere. Um, you know, but, and I think super interesting, maybe Haley, you could talk about this. When we first left, what was Fiona doing with the litter box? Yeah, so it was kind of sad. Like she was a little anxious when we first left. So when we were on the road and actually driving, there were moments where I'd be holding her, but she would want to get down and just be alone like a lot of cats do. And so she would come back here and her litter box was her safe space. It was enclosed. It had like a top to it and like walls to it. So she just felt good. And she would just go in there and like squat in her litter box while we drove. She would loaf up in there. Um, so we started taking her litter box out every single time we drove and putting in this blanket. So she would have a cozy spot to to sit. But we weren't used to van life and there were moments or drives where we would just miss that. And so I would have to get car sick and go back into the van and like take her out of her litter box and put a blanket there. Like it, you know, we didn't feel like the best parents sometimes because we hate that she was like in her toilet while driving for hours. But once we figured out that we could just put a blanket in there, it was much better and she has since found different places to feel safe. So, Doug, if you want to talk about that a bit. We have this front window cover that covers our... Uh, windshield. Our windshield. It's a huge, huge cover. So every time we drive, obviously the cover is not on or we would not be able to see the road and that is dangerous. So we take it off and we put it on the back of the bed. But we've been angling it so it makes like a little fort. And she just fucking slides right back there. She loves it. So what we would recommend is when you're first starting this with a cat, they're not going to know what's going on 
if you have the litter box, they're probably going to resort to going in there because it's going to be a nice enclosed space. Make another little fort for them so they get used to that. And it's okay if you have to, like, make the litter box, take the litter out and, like, make it a cozy space. That's okay. But the earlier that you could give them safe spaces, I think, cats adjust much quicker. So that's what we do now, and it works really well. Yeah, and, like, she's adapted really well, and sometimes she doesn't even use it. She just likes being on the bed, and if she sees the fort set up, she'll just, like, go right in there. Um, but she's adjusted so well to to van life. Like, she wasn't in any sort of enclosed area. Okay, next question about living with a cat in a van full-time. How did we prepare Fiona for the road? Great question, Haley. So as we mentioned earlier, Fiona spent the first year of her life as a street cat, stray cat, and then she turned into a apartment-dwelling kitty with all the amenities. So... Things that we did, first off, like, we were like, we need to get her used to living outside. Not living, but like being outside. So we slowly started to take her outside on a harness, in a backpack, um, on the leash. We started mostly in Colorado. We did it once in Chicago, but that's not the best place because we didn't really have any, like, yard to do that in. So in Colorado, we would put the harness on her, bring her outside, and just, like, see what she would do. That was kind of the first step. Um, other big things were like vaccines, um, which hit a little different, that word right now. But, you know, we had to get additional vaccines since she was going from being inside to being outside. It's super important for that. So those were like the biggest ones. And obviously, like we read a lot about like what plants are good and bad for cats, stuff like that, and things you just need to be careful for out in the real world. But I think the medication and getting her used to the harness. When we were building, we would like slowly bring her in the van and get her used to the space. But I don't think she got adjusted until like we were in it all day. What do you think? So you guys, the harness thing is actually really funny. <laughs> If you have a cat that's never been in a harness and then you try to put them in a harness, they act like it's the literal end of their life. Like they're dead. They're paralyzed at least. Like Fiona would go in the harness and just freeze up and not know how to move and like collapse over and be so dramatic. And I feel like I've seen that with a lot of cats. So there's hope, you know, just keep putting the harness on, forcing them to... <laughs> To have the harness on and get used to it. It'll it'll get better. Um, and if you know you're going to be like going on the road or living in a van or RV or whatever, like do that early. If it's going to take you months to build the van, that whole entire time, you should slowly be getting your pet acclimated to the harness because it's like, yeah, like Haley said, like she just would flop over. It was absolutely adorable, but like. The more you do it, you know. Yeah. And we weren't perfect. We went, we would sometimes just get so caught up with the build that we wouldn't do it more than once a week. So yeah, just try to put it on them. And if you're imperfect like us and you skip 
a lot of days in between sometimes, it's okay. Your cat will still get adjusted and know what the harness means. And if you start bringing them outside when the harness is on and making sure, this is in a book I read, I think. I read a lot about cat ownership because I feel like I'm so far away from that. Um, If you put the harness on them and then carry them outside and you don't let them walk outside, that also teaches them to not like dart out when the doors open, which is also really important in a van. So I, I read that just carrying them outside each time and not letting them themselves jump outside teaches them to not just dart out when the doors open. So little tip. Next question about cat ownership on in a van. What are our daily chores for Fiona? We have chores. We have a whole bunch of chores. Doug does all the chores. Just as kidding. Haley mentioned. Make your partner do all the chores. It's the best way to go. I'm taken, happily taken, and I'm not available to do your kitty's chores or anybody He's else's chores. He's available to do my chores. So chores, big thing with a cat. Um, daily chores, let's see. So you feed them in the morning. You wake up, you feed them. And what's... I'm just going to talk about this because I think it's a struggle that we have is we keep Fiona's hard food, which we feed her in the morning in our pantry um, in a nice, you know, sealed little thing, little container. Um, But that's also where our food is. So anytime we go get food, she thinks she's getting food. But yes, feed them. Important. We have a whole uh, bin in our, quote, garage, end quote. Um. We keep a whole bunch of food on deck for her because she likes the good stuff. We want to make sure she's got the good stuff. It's hard sometimes to get food on the road. We just want to be totally stacked with that. So Fiona's got hella food. She's got more than we do. So that's one chore is storing all of her stuff. Um, also, one thing I forgot we mentioned, she does have a, a cat scratching pole that we, we move around. That's something that we have for her, um, which is great. I just... Don't want you to think we're depriving our kitty of her scrimshes because she's got them. Hey, not only does she have this scratch, scratch, scratching pole, scratch, 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 scratching. You guys, lay on Saturday my brain's the whole day. But she uses other things as cat scratching poles too. Ah, oh god, what does she use? So she uses. My personal favorite is when it's 4 a.m. and she uses what we created to be our headboard. We have like these padded cute little panels on the back doors of our van so that in our bed we can sit up and use those as a cushy pillow thing. She loves to use that as her scratcher. No matter how many times we sleepily pull her off, probably more angrily than we would fully conscious because don't wake me up but she uses that often in the morning she probably uses that more than her actual cat scratcher and then our driver's seat uh, it has threads hanging all over so we have to buy a pair of scissors and cut all those threads off and make sure it's not worse um we have like a blanket on our passenger seat to to help prevent that but for some reason we don't have it i guess 
Yeah, we don't have anything to hold it up on our driver's seat. On the passenger seat, we have like this nice little organizer that hangs from the back and it's really heavy. So it holds the blanket in place and the driver's seat. We just don't have anything to hold it up. So we just she can just scratch it up when we're sleeping as much as she wants. So for daily chores, I think the biggest thing that we focus on is like climate and temperature of the van and making sure things aren't too hot, things aren't too cold. You know, so a big part of that is the bunk windows we have in the back, leaving those open. We have several fans. We have our max air fan up top. So we always get that set up first to make sure it's like a good temperature. If it's too hot, we'll find a different parking spot with shade or we'll just like stay in the van because we're not willing to to leave little camps in the heat. Um, mostly like we've never really had any issues with that where we got a pretty good setup there. And then we have window covers that we set up because we don't want people to see that we have a camped in the van. Just there's no reason that they have to know that. So we have our big windshield cover. We have our two driver and passenger side covers as well as our sliding door covers. We have covers for the bunk windows that depending on where we are, we'll put those up. Um, it's not only great privacy, but it also really helps keep the weather contained. So if the sun's coming in in the driver's like in the windshield and we have the window cover up, we'll take it off and it'll be like you could bake shit on there. It's like it's a so hot 10 degree so it difference keeps yeah. out. I mean, it's sometimes so hot I can't touch it. Yeah. It really keeps that temperature out. So she she loves being in the front seat when we're not there. So that is like a lifesaver to keep her cool. That and like the the windows and the ventilation and the fan. And not only that, you guys, because I think Doug kind of glazed over a really important part. That is making sure we are traveling to places that are um, not over 90. I mean, that's like the very top of really, the top. Really, like 80 only, is like our not kind o- of our cutoff. Not over 80, yeah. So that it's not like 80 at night, you know, it gets really stuffy in here. So if we're somewhere that's over 80 degrees at the peak of the day, then it's it's not fun for anybody, but especially not Fiona with all of her fur and shit. Yeah. And we wish that like Fiona sat on the bed when we were gone, because honestly, that's where the best temperature is. She likes to be hot. But she likes to be hot. She likes to sit in the front seat. So something that we rigged up is we have a little... USB fan that like goes right by the the driver's seat and we actually have that plugged in to a USB outlet off of our house batteries so not off of our car so when we're gone it's just always on um those are really I think the big ones as far as like chores go am I missing anything no I would just say that like the biggest thing is making sure that the temperature is good like that's the most important thing to us and if it's not then whatever we have planned is canceled and we're either with her or we're going somewhere where it's totally fine like that's a that's the biggest one i think yeah we've bailed on on spots and things we've wanted to do to like go somewhere that's going to be safer for her to be so um she comes first her her well-being is most important to us All right, I have a question for you, Haley. 
what are the hardest parts about having a cat on the road? Well, that's the same thing we were just talking about. Like the temperature is the most difficult, not because like it's annoying that she's here and we have to keep it a good temperature. It's just having the anxiety of being like a cat mom and always making sure she's okay. Like that is huge. I would say that brings a lot of um, anxiety some days because it might be a little warmer than expected. Weather changes all the time and we can't control that. We can't control where we are sometimes and we just have to go with the flow. We have had to stay in the van with her with all the windows and doors open just to make sure she's okay. That happened one day when it was hot outside and we just stayed in here with her and we're a little anxious like it was hot and it was just the one day but it sticks out in my memory as being um it was just really difficult to worry about her she can't talk to us and so that I think is the hardest thing just making sure that she's comfortable she's like happy like is she happy that we're doing this I don't (laughs) Sometimes I don't know. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, she loves this. And some days I'm like, man, she probably wants to not drive four days in a row, you know. So I think that would be the hardest for me. I agree. So on the flip side of that, what are the best parts about having her on the road? Having her on the road, you know, she's here. I can come back into the van and have this really soft, loving little camp to just pick up. She loves being held by me. And so I love picking her up after a long day and having her here. Like van life is hard to adjust to sometimes. And it's really nice to have her here. She's just like a therapeutic being that I need in my life at this point. Yeah. There's a lot of hard parts about what we're doing and it's feels so good to come back and she's there and to snuggle with her at night and to have her healing purrs and, you know, sometimes we may be getting a little bicker or something, but then it's like, oh, look at little Kemp just sitting yeah. there. It makes us feel a lot better. And also like fucking Fiona has been to Crater Lake, has been to the Grand Canyon, has been to Joshua Tree, is at Mount Rainier right now, like- She's the most badass cat. She's badass. She's seeing the world. I do love showing her different areas and like holding her outside and having her smell things and hear birds and like actually be in nature, which I think is probably really good for her actually there. Um, You know, in Chicago, she was just in the same apartment all the time. And now it's like she's in nature. And I think that's cool. I just want her to be happy in each moment. And if we can hold her outside and have her like sniff the fresh air of Big Sur in the Redwoods, then I'm going to do that. So she's happy in that moment. Like, I don't need her to remember. I just want her to be happy then and to be happy each moment past that. And like right now she's in the window. It is open and she's sitting in it. Is it open? And um, just listening and smelling like that's that's what a cat wants. That's what they do. It's so cute, you guys. Their ears are flipping around when we talk. It's so nice. Overall, I would highly recommend bringing your camp down the road. It is so 
rewarding. It's it's definitely difficult, and there are times that we're like, what we're doing right now would be so much easier if we didn't have to worry about this, but also we would not have her. But it wouldn't be easier also, you know? Yeah, there's... It's so worth it. In conclusion, bring your camps. Bring your camps, and if you have any questions about anything else that we've talked about or missed, because we probably missed a whole lot, hit us up. That's Real Nice Van Life on Instagram. Hopefully one of these days we'll get a Friskies endorsement. So... Do we even use Friskies? We don't use Friskies, but like... Friskies, don't listen. Don't listen to this. We use BFF, but we could use some financial support on all the food. We could use financial support in general. So if you have money, support us, please. Thanks. Find us on Venmo. But seriously, you guys, we've been doing this for about three months now. Four, three months now this past weekend. So if you have questions, let us know. We've been through it. It's been a journey. We hope this was helpful. Yeah. This is something we wish we heard about. We did a lot of research of like van life with a cat. And there's like two blogs out there. And yeah, if you want to know about anything else, you know where to find us. 